We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible studies for April 24, 2016. Now we're going to be playing a pretty extensive audio clip um, uh, entitled What Chemtrails Are Doing to Your Brain by neurosurgeon Dr. Russell Blaylock. Now, I had said before the one guy posed the question, go, go and ask your neurologist or neurosurgeon what chemtrails or mercury are doing to your brain. Well, this isn't actually an honest a well-informed, and I'm not saying all neurosurgeons aren't honest, I'm saying that most of them probably don't have a clue about chemtrails. They might know about what mercury does to the brain, to the dendrites of the brain and things of this nature, maybe, I don't know. But this is like if I was going to go to see, ask one neurosurgeon on the planet about this question, this is the guy I would go ask, okay? Um... Dr. Russell Blaylock reveals shocking facts about what chemtrails are doing to your brain. I wasn't even fully aware of a lot of the things that he's getting into. And it's it's so sobering to think what these things are actually doing to us. And that this is a... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know how, how you'd want to put it. A, uh, I'm trying to search for the words here. It... it a concerted effort, a, a, a pre-planned, thought-out, draconian plan to kill us and to devastate us and to give us Alzheimer's, as you're going to see, and, and to cause all types of, of dementia and, and things to the brain. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's hard to comprehend all of this information but i'm going to go ahead and roll this interview here and um the uh, the man interviewed this is um from march 28 2013 from a uh uh i believe unleashed the talk show anyway i'm going to go ahead and roll this now and we will see what he has to say dr russell blaylock is on today doc uh Doc Blaylock, how you doing, man? Doing very good. Appreciate the invitation. Well, man, I'm thrilled. In fact, I, I, I even went upstairs, and, I, and this sounds kind of comical, but I even went upstairs, and I had my, my uh, smartphone on me, and I got your email back when I emailed you and said, I don't know if you remember me, but I'd sure love to have you on the program. And uh, at the time, I was on Linderman Live with... Autism One Radio, and then when you emailed me back saying, sure, I remember you. You were that martial arts fighter and, and everything. I took it up and said, God, look, Kim, he remembers me. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of silly, but I'll tell you what, we've got so much to talk about today, and I really want my listeners to hear your take on this. The main reason I got you on the program was your recent article about the nano-aluminum particles in, um, in the con uh, chemtrails, and... I, I think it's just a, so important that people understand what's going on here. So could you tell me what got you interested in this and what, what uh, started you writing this, uh, you know, this recent paper? Well, um, I, you know, the connection has been the aluminum. And I apologize for the audio. I, I just don't have any control over this. Um, it's not the greatest on Dr. Blaylock's end. Um, and I've got the quality of the video as high as I can get it, but hopefully you'll be able to get the gist of what he's saying here. And the vaccines, uh, I wrote uh, several articles about uh, the effect of the adjuvants in vaccines uh, 
my state, we, we rarely saw them. Uh, but as I started looking on the internet, and I would see these these states in which there were these crisscross patterns, and they were very tight patterns, and these geometrical shapes, where it was obvious they were, uh, it was a purposeful uh, covering of the atmosphere with with these patterns. Uh, and the trails were so long. Well, now you know we're starting to see them in my state. And as I look at them, they go from horizon to horizon. Well, you know I've been alive long enough to know that jets never did that in the past. Uh, and I see the same patterning effect now where they're crisscrossing. It's, it's an obvious uh, uh, pattern. Uh, and so I uh, looked into the literature and some of the reports and YouTube videos, and they were saying uh, that they were dropping uh, one of the ingredients of aluminum. Well, I had uh, done a fair amount of uh, writing and research uh, on the effect of aerosolized uh, chemicals in the in the nose when you breathe them. And uh, what we knew was that these particles tend to travel along the uh, olfactory nerves, which are the smell nerves in the nose, and it travels directly to the part of the brain that has to do with memory and, and uh, emotions, uh, the, the hippocampus, the entorhinal area. And okay, so that the, what he just said there is kind of the foundation for a lot of what he's talking about here these aerosolized nanoparticles of aluminum literally when inhaled through the nose in particular travel through the olfactory nerve which is how you smell it's one of the cranial nerves that we have in our bodies and they travel along the olfactory nerve literally into the brain and are absorbed there in various parts of the brain and the smaller the particle the aluminum which these are nano-sized particles uh, I would imagine the greater penetration they would get and the more damage they're going to ultimately do. The prefrontal cortex and that you can trace these chemicals traveling along that nerve and depositing in this area of the brain. The other thing that was known is that if you aerosolize aluminum, uh, it's one of the metals that passes very easily along this track and directly into the brain. So it bypasses the blood-brain barrier and goes directly into the brain and accumulates. But if you do it in animals, it produces lesions or damage in that uh, area of the brain, and the animal uh, will begin to show changes of memory and learning and emotional changes. So uh, the uh, things associated with aluminum toxicity, Alzheimer's, main one. Okay, Now, they're, they're giving it to us in different ways. They, they sneak it into a lot of different products that we can ingest as well. Uh, non-dairy creamer, the powdered kind, a lot of times they'll use it. Hugely used in table salt. If you're just getting a regular garbage table salt, okay, uh, particularly if you go into like a restaurant or, 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 or places where you would stop and they give you little salt packets or, or the, probably the salt they would use at a lot of restaurants, you will look at the back of the packet and it will say sodium silico aluminate. Okay, it's literally aluminum in the salt. Okay, they say, well, we need to put it in there because it's an anti-caking agent. It's, that's the reason. Anti-caking means, well, it's going to pour nicely. So, I'm so glad that my salt shaker pours nicely. Meanwhile, I'm acquiring Alzheimer's by the second every time. You know, by the meal, essentially. So, this is the justification they give. They'll put it in um, pancake mixes. There's a lot of ways they hide it. you got to read the labels on a lot of things. Remember, sodium silico aluminate. They're, they're not. It's just not going to say aluminum in there. Typically, they're gonna they're gonna commingle it, just like they did with the thimerosal ingredient. And I had to 
I pointed that out earlier, how they commingled the mercury into this big word. It was literally in the center of the word, and that was what thermarosol was. So they're very crafty in the way that they hide things. It can also uh, uh, contribute to amylolateral sclerosis, which is Lou Gehrig's disease, anemia, hemolysis, leukocytosis, uh, colitis, dental cavities, um, hyperparoid parathyroidism, hypo, I'm sorry, hypoparathyroid. Now, the parathyroid sits on top of the thyroid, and it is actually the only gland in your body that is dedicated to calcium metabolism, okay? So if you've ever had your thyroid removed, which a lot of, in particular women, a lot of times they'll do that because they view that as a vestigial organ that evidently through the evolutionary process we don't need, just like the gallbladder, the appendix, and the tonsils and adenoids, um, they'll remove that or they'll irradiate it. You're also killing your parathyroid, okay? If they've removed the thyroid, the parathyroid's gone as well, and they act like that's not even an issue. They just put them on Synthroid for the rest of their life, and they tell typically the woman to go their merry way and she'll be fine, which is total garbage. Um, but typically speaking, if you've had the parathyroid removed, you're going to have a problem with calcium metabolism from that point forward. Just like if you get the gallbladder removed, you're never going digest, to digest fats again right ever. Okay, because you have to have the gallbladder there to secrete the bile, to emulsify the fat in the stomach with any moderate to heavy fatty meal. You have to have it there. If you don't have it, the liver has to try to produce bile on command whenever you would eat a fatty meal, and that is extremely hard to do in sufficient enough quantities. Okay, so all of these things are important in, in the body. So it's just kind of a heads up more thing that if you've ever had your thyroid removed and they didn't tell you that the parathyroid was gone with it, understand something you're going to have a problem with calcium metabolism and that can also obviously affect uh bone density potentially um calcium does a lot in the body okay so um <clears throat> i actually have a calcium supplement that has like if somebody didn't have a parathyroid it would be more one you'd want to take on an everyday basis it's called calma plus by standard process it's actually uh calcium lactate uh, which only this calcium lactate is not a milk calcium. This calcium is made from the salt of lactic acid, and it only takes, I believe, one or two steps to convert to usable calcium in the bloodstream, which is calcium bicarbonate. Um, and it has a little bit of parathyroid glandular mixed in with it. And <clears throat> for somebody like that doesn't have a gallbladder, you want to take bile salts with any fatty meal. I mean, they don't tell you this when they remove your gallbladder. So, well, what do I do? You, you mean, typically they don't sell bile salts in a health food store. No, not that I've seen, but Standard Process makes one. It's called Colacol. They make a Colacol 2, which is like a, it's like a clay, essentially. That's not the one that you want. You want just flat, flat Colacol. Keep it with you, and you would take one to two with a fatty meal, depending on how much fat. You would probably want, if you didn't have your parathyroid, you'd probably want to take one or two comma plus every day in addition to maybe a little bit of supplemental like a bone density type nutrient uh supplement uh these are just things to think about you know if you didn't have a thyroid's tougher because <clears throat> a thyroid you you need the the things like thyroxin and t3 t4 you need those things in the body and um just doing iodine without a thyroid isn't going to be enough. You do need the iodine. I think it's one of the most essential things you need on a daily basis, uh, the more research that I'm doing. But 
There are some good alternatives that are more along the natural sides other than Synthroid, like Armor, Thyroid. There actually are some other companies coming out with other natural alternatives, glandular types. What they do with Armor is they give you the whole thyroid gland, I believe bovine thyroid, without the thyroxin removed. That's what you want if you don't have a thyroid. Synthroid is the synthetic version of that, and synthetics never typically work as good because they're not, they're a synthetic, they're, they're a, it's like a drug, essentially, it is a drug, okay, whereas armor is more of a natural glandular type product, okay, so, and then you'd also want to do that with iodine, so these are things, if you had these glands removed, you might want to think about doing, because it's super, super, you know, um, important, uh, you had your tonsils and adenoids removed, like I have. And I was told you got to get them removed or whatever. Well, you're probably going to have immune system problems your whole lot, the rest of your life as well. Well, that's why I got removed because I was getting sick. Yeah, well, the adenoids and the tonsils are actually your first line of defense. Okay, and um, they are very, very important for immune system function. If you had been on enough whole food C, most likely, and other immune system building, you would have never had to have them removed. Okay, I know that for a fact. If I had been on the proper nutrients, I would have never had. I wouldn't have been sickly as a child. I, I, I was very prone to getting uh, colds and stuff like that. And now it's like, you know, I'm 47 and, and I, don't, I don't get sick now, ever. I mean, hardly ever. Every, every, every once in a while, if I really, really let my guard down. But that C400 by innate, for me, has done more for my immune system than I think about anything I've ever taken. The whole food C, though, it's the way God put it. It's literally C derived from oranges, okay, where you're going to be getting your bioflavonoid. And then, it, and then it's also in a whole food base with a lot of other things. So that's what I try to stick to. I try to stick to whole food products the way God put it here. We cannot improve upon his designs, unlike the transhumanism and the GMO crowd think that they can play God and, and become better you know, than that, but, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really super simplifying a lot of these issues right now, they're, they're a little bit more uh, complex, but these are just some things to think about, um, if you've maybe struggled in those areas, and, um, then another thing that aluminum toxicity can cause is kidney dysfunction, liver dysfunction, neuromuscular disorders, uh, Parkinson's disease, and ulcers, these are all things that can contribute to, Okay, so again, this is being done by design to make us sick so that we do end up in a hospital, so that we do end up dying maybe 10, 15 years, or that we do end up developing Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or one of these debilitating diseases where we end up in a, um, um, some type of home or a facility to take care of, to care of us so we're, that we're just a burden, you know, kind of on society type of thing. I'm not saying that people there are that. I'm just saying that that's what they want to create. They want, well, I mean, why do you think they're, they're, they're trying to create a whole generation where 100% of the boys are going to be autistic by 2028 and 100% of the girls by 2032? Well, because they want to create a whole society of brain-damaged individuals that are literally 24-7 care, care victims for whoever is in charge of taking care of them. You think the people taking care of them are going to be able to do a whole lot outside of that 24-7 care plan sphere to do a lot for God? I mean, I'm not saying they can't pray, I'm not, but I'm talking about, this is about creating this gigantic burden on, on society, on families, on, on, so that 
society ultimately just collapses and implodes. And, and this is what it's all about. This is, this is their way of creating this, this gigantic, um, weak, sick population that will die a whole lot quicker than they would have normally died. So let's go continue further. So, in other words, the people that are getting Alzheimer's, I, evidently they're able to trace, okay, where is most of the aluminum that's causing Alzheimer's coming from? Well, it's the interrhinal. Rhinal means nose, like rhinoplasty. Interrhinal, not rhino, like the rhinoceros, because I think they call rhinoceros that because of the big, the big um, horn on its snout there, okay, rhino, rhinoceros, anyway. Um they're able to trace that and find out that that is the main reason or entry point for the aluminum that is causing the Alzheimer's cases in Toronto. Well, where's, where's it coming from? Well, it's coming from the tons and tons and tons of aluminum that are being dumped on us every year up in the sky primarily. And as you get older, the, more, the older you get, the more you accumulate it. This is why it's not as prevalent in younger people. They haven't had, you know, as much time to accumulate. And the, and the, the older generations, too, might have been accumulating it through other means. Uh, like I said before, could be coming from the garbage salt they were eating. It could have been coming from the non-dairy creamer they were drinking every morning. Or, or the pancake batter, or a lot of these other ways that, that you can get it. You can get it, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. Drinking out of aluminum cans is not good. Okay, a lot of those colas and things that are in the aluminum cans are highly acidic. They will leach these minerals right off the sides. Okay, um, aluminum foil, uh, baking in that, aluminum cookware, huge. You heat it up, you put all the aluminum ions into the food, get rid of that garbage. You don't want that. So there's a lot of different ways that, that you can actually get um, this introduced into the system and and the elderly because they've been around longer have had a lot more time to accumulate this into their bodies okay so let's go ahead and continue here Before I get any further, I just wanted to look at this real quick, and I have a whole file on this, but in a nutshell, and I put this out in my health newsletters before, um, dementia reversal with coconut oil, organic coconut oil, that's another thing. Your brain needs the good fats, okay? That's another huge thing that will, will contribute to this. Not getting enough of the good fats in the diet, getting too many trans fats, too many of the bad kind of fats. And not enough of the good fats like coconut oil and particularly DH, DHA, um, which is from the omega-3 family, okay? And the, the highest, like, the highest supplement I have in that is tuna omega-3 oil. And, um, and make sure it's filtered, make sure they've removed all the, the garbage, the heavy metals, and, and all of the other crap that can occur in this stuff. You want to make sure you get rid of all that. Um, but 
the coconut oil, DHA, what happens is, is when they do autopsies on the elderly, most of the time there is gigantic brain shrinkage. Literally, the brain is atrophied, okay? And that is primarily due not to the aluminum, but actually due to not getting enough good fats over the lifetime. Because your brain, if, if there was one, uh, the, the dominant thing that your brain is made of is fats, but it's, they're the good fats, okay? Um, and like the DHA and the kind of fats that are in like coconut and these types of things. And then, so um, the coconut oil must be organic and not hydrogenated. That's another thing. Um, there's several articles here. Dementia reversal with organic coconut oil uh, in 85-year-old in 35 days. Coconut oils and Alzheimer treatment. These are all separate links that I have. Coconut oil improves cognitive function in Alzheimer's patients. So this is one of those things that, you know, is really, really super important. Another thing that's very, very, very good for um, the Alzheimer's is acetyl L-carnitine, uh, a derivative produced naturally in the body. It's involved in carbohydrate and protein metabolism and transport of fats into the mitochondria. It probably has to do with the transporting the good fats into the mitochondria which is the powerhouse of the cell, probably having an effect on the brain tissue. Uh, several major studies have shown daily supplementation of acetyl-L-carnitine uh, significantly slows the progression of Alzheimer's, resulting in less deterioration of memory, attention language, and spatial abilities. Okay, so there's that. Uh, this one, by just one dose, can boost brain flow. Uh, this berry protects against vascular dementia as well as many more may prevent alzheimer plaques from forming and i think let me just look at this real quick okay and that's resveratrol which is a really really um excellent antioxidant that is derived from berries resveratrol so there's another one that, that that can be done for this and then also magnesium reverses memory deficits that can also be one that will help slow this also silica and sulfur msm um so i put together a, a whole file on this i can send you if, if you like and uh here's the cool thing silica i sell one by alta uh it's the one i've used for years gotten really good results with it alta silica with bioflavonoids silica and aluminum there's a relationship between silicon and the rate of aluminum concentration in the brains of alzheimer's patients so okay let's say you've accumulated all this aluminum okay in the body in the brain well, how do you get rid of it? What can you do to compete? Because there's always something that will compete with another thing in the body. Like if you got too much calcium in the body and you have too many calcifications, well, then you take phosphorus and you take magnesium. Those are things that will compete with calcium in the body. Phosphorus competes very competitively. I mean, like unbelievably <laughs> phosphorus will. I have a product called Phos Food and you got to be careful with it because if you leave it in the mouth too long, it can literally start taking the enamel off your teeth. You know, because it will go after calcium. And that's what the teeth primarily are. It's one of the main constituents. So um, there's always things you can do to offset something if you've got an excess of something else in the body. So there is a relationship between silica and the rate of aluminum concentration in the brains of Alzheimer's patients. So now, this would apply to anybody, though. I mean, if you think you've been, you know... Well, think, it's, it's almost like a no-brain. You've probably been exposed to way too much aluminum for way too long because of the chemtrails alone. Uh, and this causes accumulation of, of, of aluminum in the brain, which can lead to Alzheimer's. Much research points to the fact that it 
deficiency of silica in one's diet causes an increase in aluminum retained in one's body and its ultimate accumulation in the areas of the brain. Silica plays an important role in helping the body to eliminate these accumulations of aluminum, which are a causative factor in certain forms of senility, including Alzheimer's disease. And then they also talk about the uh, coconut oil. And then also how this aids Parkinson's, ALS, epilepsy, dementia, schizophrenia. So the coconut oil is a really, really, really big one. I really think the silica is now another alternate way that you can get silica. I'm just not 100% sure on the absorption. Is the diamantaceous earth the food grade? Which is also another way that is listed for parasites. Uh, but that's another thing to consider okay so these are just some things off the top of my head i'm trying to do a little mental rolodex here to kind of help you okay well what are some of the proactive solutions because i want to be proactive i don't want to just put out okay here's this big gigantic problem okay well what can we do on a supplemental on a dietary basis now make sure if you get the diametaceous earth okay and this would be the reason you do that regarding this is because you're going to get a uh it's it's very very high in silica and you can take like the Alta Silica, which are the tablet form, or you can do like the Diametaceous Earth. Just make sure, and I saw this the other day, and I've never said this before. I'm guilty of this. Don't just put the powder in your mouth. Um, that stuff is not good if you inhale it into the lung fields. It's, it's super, super, super fine, 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 almost nano stuff there. And you don't well do like me and just put it straight into the mouth and then swish water around in there and liquefy it's probably not the best way to do it um because if you inhale any of the lungs it's not great for you so what you want to do is if you have it if you buy it make sure you put it directly into like water or whatever you're putting it into and and, and try not to inhale any of the powder um just because of the whole lung field thing issue with it um but the diametation stuff make sure if you get it you get food great and it's super cheap i mean that stuff is as cheap as it gets it has a lot of health benefits so there's some things that you can do just off the top of my head some things you can do to compete with aluminum um restore the brain give the good fats into the brain reverse alzheimer's reverse dementia reverse parkinson's and and um you can do that and, and a lot of these are, are pretty uh, cost effective as well so let me go ahead and play this more uh, so when you nanosize aluminum and you uh, use it in uh, these aerosols through the nasal passages uh, it enters the brain in very high concentrations and they find that the nanosized aluminum in the brain is infinitely more toxic now one of the toxic uh, reactions to aluminum is intense inflammation uh, an activation of cells in the brain that are the immune cells called microglia. Uh, aluminum is a very potent activator of these uh, immune cells, and that triggers the release of uh, a powerful substance called glutamate, which is an excitotoxin that causes uh, cells to die from an excitatory mechanism, kind of complex mechanism, but it, it uh, is a combination of inflammation and excitotoxicity. And I coined the term in the medical literature called immunoexcitotoxicity to describe that process. So we know that occurs. We know it occurs very easily. Now, the reports are coming out now that what they're spraying, 
oxidize the aluminum so it'll stay in the upper atmosphere longer, supposedly as a reflective uh, uh, compound uh, of metal. Uh, the problem with that, even from a climatologic uh, description, is that if you make it into cirrus-like clouds rather than reflecting it upward and out of the atmosphere, it reflects the heat downward and actually causes global warming. So they, uh, you know, you could envision that they're doing its own purpose to make the atmosphere heat up so they can see, see the atmosphere is warming up. But uh, what I'm concerned about mainly is the medical effect, and that's because of these very strong connection between aluminum passing through this pathway into the brain uh, is so strongly connected with Alzheimer's disease uh, and other diseases of memory. Uh, if you're aerosolizing this and uh, spraying literally tons of it over the world, uh, and people are constantly breathing that uh, aerosolized nano-sized aluminum, which will easily penetrate uh, filters in your uh, air conditioning system, uh, enter your home. So you're breathing it 24 hours a day, uh, producing high levels of aluminum, uh, in this part of the brain, and uh, the consequences could be absolutely devastating. Could cause a huge increase in uh, Alzheimer's disease and uh, inflammatory neurological disorders. Uh, now, I watched a YouTube, which was a geoengineering conference that the government had uh, put on. And in the conference, uh, one of the questions somebody in the audience asked, well, what is the medical effect of spraying aluminum in the atmosphere? And the speaker said, well, uh, we don't really know, uh, but we're in the process of researching that. Well, of course, that was an absolute lie. We do know what it does. Right. But uh, the fact that uh, they, they were admitting that, in uh, fact, they were going to spray, uh, they gave it in the, in the future tense that they were going to spray aluminum. Uh, the evidence now from um, the uh, examination by a biologist and, and uh scientists around the world is that the aluminum level in the lakes and streams and trees and, uh, is increasing enormously. Uh, some areas have uh, incredible elevations of aluminum in the, in the groundwater uh, and in the, the vegetation. So uh, if this... Monsanto's even made seeds that are... Uh, how they term it? They're, they're, I think they're dependent upon the aluminum in the soil now. They thrive in that environment. There are these GMO frankenseed, terminator seeds that you have to go and rebuy every year, and they're literally dependent upon high levels of aluminum in the soil. And the way that they're trying to, to wipe the planet out, um, if they had their way, I guess the Monsanto seeds would be the only thing that could grow on planet Earth. These Monsanto terminator frankenseed, GMO frankenseeds, basically. And, and this is the brave new world they're wanting to bring us into. Indeed, is happening. Uh, we're looking at a, a medical catastrophe uh, that's worldwide. Well, you know, and one of the main things that that bothers me about that is we see the same thing with the vaccines. You know, we're going to put all these vaccines together and inject them into your child. Well, have we tested that? No, we don't. We don't know what's going on. To already implement this program and have it going out literally i mean i live in missouri and i can tell you on any given day 
it's chemtrail after chemtrail after chemtrail. Just, it's ridiculous. It covers the entire sky on certain days. And not knowing what the health impacts are, that's criminal. Well, it is, and, I, and I've been on several programs, and that's what I, uh, uh, my statement was, that it's criminal, and whoever's doing this should uh, be um, charged with the criminal uh, act. Christians, remnant, praying against these planes for God to restore his planet, for God to, you know, heal the land. Now, granted, I understand if there's not mass repentance, I'm just saying theoretically it could be done. Okay, God could do it is, is the point I'm trying to make here. Okay, so he's coming at this from an, from an, from an unsafe perspective. And, and um, I, I realize there's not enough people that are even remnant christians that are probably even aware that this is even a problem but um i just know god could do it obviously tell you what when we get back from the break i want to talk about how uh the deniers out there the skeptics out there are just uh, making themselves look completely ridiculous hey folks don't forget to support our sponsors they support this radio program we're going to be right back you're listening to linderman unleashed with dr russell blaylock as the guest on naturalnewsradio.com all right, folks, thanks for staying with us. Uh, Dr. Blaylock, uh, this stratospheric aerosol geoengineering is what, uh, is what we're referring to when we're talking about these chemtrails. And, and I love how you talked about the fact that when you were younger, you knew what contrails looked like. They lasted about, oh, maybe a couple of hundred or thousand feet, and then they slowly dissipated. And what we're seeing now is just a, a structured blanketing of the, the atmosphere and basically, what comes up has to come down. I remember that old song. And it's, it's really frightening because I'm reading some... In preparing for this interview, I, I like looking at both sides of the issue. And 
I'm looking at these skeptics and they're talking about, well, these studies that were done, samples that were taken, they were taken off of aluminum-sided buildings and all this idiot crap that they're talking about. And it's like, what aluminum-sided buildings are you talking about? Because what I'm seeing is they're taking it out of uh, one of the tributaries of Lake Shasta, off the snow caps, uh, the snow-capped mountain of, of Mount Shasta. They're taking it out of the bark of trees that have died from aluminum toxicity. Now remember, this is just one chemical that's in the chemtrails too. There's other garbage in there. Some of, I mean, bar ethylene dibromide, barium. Uh, I believe there's also biological agents in there. I mean, they could put anything they want in there. This is just one thing, one element of the chemtrails that is causing this level of havoc. This is all, I mean, so blatantly real I just can't believe that there are skeptics out there that can deny this. Well, the skeptics usually are people who are involved with government somehow, and, and that's their job. Their job is to debunk it. Uh, the problem is is that we have people who are trained uh, biologists who are taking water samples, like you say, from lakes and streams. Uh, we have biologists from all over the world that are sampling it from the leaves of trees and plants and uh, the fauna. Uh, in Hawaii, uh, uh, in the Pacific Northwest, uh, in Arizona, so they're doing it all over. All of them are finding the same things, and of course we have records of, of uh, the levels of aluminum in the lakes and streams and vegetation that go back um, many, many decades, and so it's easy to compare. And what we see is over the last uh, 10 years has been an astronomical increase in the aluminum, not just a minor variation but an astronomical increase in the aluminum level. And, uh, you know, when you look at it uh, worldwide and you see the same thing, uh, the, the skeptics just sort of fade into the, to the world of nonsense. <laughs> uh, most of the time when I see skeptics that are uh, questioning what I say or others say, uh, their arguments are so patently ridiculous, uh, it, it, it's, it wouldn't even make a good fairy tale. So they, they're very desperate and bending over backward trying to concoct some uh, nonsense uh, uh, explanation. And one of the, the, the defenses I gave, I, I would watch these chemtrails, my wife and I would watch them, and I, said, I looked at them and I said, notice that the jet's uh, chemtrail now has stopped and there's a gap, and then it started again, and then it stopped and there's another gap. Well, if it's a contrail, that means a, a jet the size of a... a, a a B-17 is shutting its engines off and starting them back on. <laughs> yeah. Well, the jets can't shut their engines off and turn them back on repeatedly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that alone proves it's nonsense. They're not turning them on and turn them off within a short uh, distance. And uh, then they give the explanation, oh, it's the uh, coldness of the atmosphere. Well, you can see two jets flying at the same time. They're both large jets. Uh, one of them has a normal uh, contrail, very short, very small. The other next to it is a huge trail. Uh, and so they're flying at the same time, same atmosphere, same temperature, same elevation, and yet their their trails are different. Uh, and they're obviously different, tremendously different. <clears throat> and when these chemtrails uh, go over, uh, it produces huge clouds. Well, you don't see contrails that produce uh, persisting clouds. No, they immediately begin to dissipate. After the jet's gone, uh, you know, 
that's sheer nonsense. So, you know, their explanations are laughable nonsense. Yeah, I mean, contrails, by their very, by their very nature, begin to dissipate as soon as they come out of the plane. And what we're seeing here is particles that are remaining intact and spreading. You know, it, it's just out, it's patently ridiculous. Sure, and, they, and they've got clouds, you know. Yeah. We've seen some days in which virtually every cloud in the sky is a chemtrail cloud. And they're there long after the jet's gone. I mean, hours after they're, they're these huge smudges of clouding. Uh, well, that's not a contrail. Contrails don't last that long. And the other thing that's suspicious is when they try to get the military to give them, uh, let them sample the fuel in these jets, they, they wouldn't let, it, let them do it directly. What they did is they sent them samples of jet fuel. Well, <laughs> that's two different things. Yeah. I, I want to know what's in that jet fuel. I don't want to... I don't really know what he's getting at so much here. They... It's not primarily the jet fuel that's doing this. Yes, there could be the ethylene dibromide in the jet fuel that is also a component here, but obviously it's, there's not aluminum in the jet fuel. That's something that's being sprayed in separate tanks with separate nozzles on the plane. Okay, so we, we need to, it's really important you kind of distinguish between the two. There's a little bit of gray with some of the people that talk about this on that, and I'm not really sure why. Um, now, but again, there could be the ethylene dibromide in the jet fuel, uh, which is cancer causing. We'll, we will be talking about that some more, um, that could also be contributing to this as well. Have you send me a sample, you go down to the, the, the pure tank and, uh, you know, send a sample, uh, but you're not taking what's being, uh, sprayed in the mm. atmosphere. So there obviously, there's a lot of secrecy they don't don't want sampling, they don't want you on the airplanes, and so you have to question, well, what's all this secrecy about? <clears throat> yeah, why doesn't the government offer, like, okay, you pay, like, 500 and you can get, get to go up in the chemtrail plane for the day, right alongside the pilots, help the guys spray everybody like cockroaches. Down. I mean, I think they could, you know, they could do, they, it would be another way they could generate revenue for, you know, bringing in the New World Order and for their satanic Luciferian system. You know, I don't know why they don't offer that. I mean, I think it'd be really a Luciferian treat for a lot of people. Well, and is that how they're they're doing it, is adding it to the jet fuel so that it disperses? Or, or and, and this is something I don't know, is it a big C-130 or something that's got these huge tanks and the pilots are fully aware of, of uh, what they're doing? Well, I would suspect the latter, uh, you know. It couldn't be the jet fuel. It couldn't be the jet fuel. You couldn't have all the aluminum commingle with the jet fuel. The jet would not run, okay? You would have the barium and the aluminum and all the other stuff commingle with the jet fuel. Those engines would not run on that, okay? It has to be something being sprayed separately uh, with separate tanks, separate nozzles, the whole nine yards. Yes, as ethylene dibromide is an additive in, it used to be an, un, an additive in unleaded gas, as we will see, and they took it out because of its health uh, effects that were so horrific, okay? But it's okay to spray it over us. But th what they're saying is that, that, from what I could gather, it's probably being used now in the jet fuel, and that's another way that they're getting that into the air as well. But that's a separate issue. Now, they may be putting extra ethylene dibromide into the chemtrails, which I think that's also happening as well. 
So, but we, we want to make sure we kind of separate the two. Even though a lot of people suspect what's being put in the fuel, I don't think you could put a high enough concentration in the fuel. It might interfere with the fuel and, and ruin the engine. I, I think they're separate tanks that they're spraying. And some of the photographs I've seen up close of the jets, it looks like separate nozzles. Uh, and so, you know, and the, the, the size of the cloud coming directly out of the jet is huge. I mean, it's as large as a fuselage. Uh, so, and I suspect that they have separate tanks that are, that are contain these compounds that are being sprayed. And, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people saying, well, you know, you would have a pilot that would finally, you know, turn state's evidence or become a whistleblower or whatever they, they want to say. But, I mean, we've got pediatricians out there continuing to stick, uh, you know, needles into young children left and right over and over again. They really honestly believe they're doing the right thing, and I think that's what we're we're going to see with this. No, they don't. They they know exactly what they're doing. They know it's a depopulation agenda. They know they're killing humanity. I mean, I don't I don't buy that. I'm sorry. It's, uh, stratospheric engineering, uh, geoengineering is. I mean, not at the top. I'm not saying there's not doctors that don't believe that, but I'm talking about the top, the people that are actually putting all of this stuff together. They know exactly what they're doing. Just the. The simple fact that these people have been brainwashed into believing that what they're doing is important and good for the environment. Yeah, that, that's certainly a, a strong possibility. It's, you know, uh, pilots in the military, of course, uh, uh, in the military, uh, they're told what's in those tanks and none of your business. Right. Uh, that, that's, uh, you know, out of your need to know. And, you know, if you've ever been in the military, that's the way things work. You're, oh, yeah. Everything's categorized. You know, you have certain information you're allowed and other none of your business, and, and you better not even look into it. So the pilot's just told, you know, spray this, and it's, uh, you know, he may be told it's for geoengineering, but the contents of it he doesn't know. Uh, these pilots, they don't know anything about nano-aluminum. They don't know about uh, the neurological effect of aluminum accumulation in the brain. Uh, they're just told that this is uh, protecting the environment and preventing a catastrophe. You see, the, the military's even been told that this, this supersedes uh, everything else in terms of national security. Uh, that uh, global warming is the greatest threat to our national security, which is sheer nonsense. <laughs> but in the military, you know, like you say, you have a, a closed audience that it's easy to, to uh, instill this propaganda. So that's what we have for that part. That was about a about 19-minute clip there. And now let's go to the very end, and there's about another five minutes I'd like to play for you where he gets into some uh, remedies. Well, I've already gotten into some remedies on the aluminum end, and um, he gets into some remedies, some more further remedies about what you could do for the deliterous, terrible effects of, of chemtrails. So let's go to that. So, Dr. Blaylock, I've got to ask you this because, you know, my son is affected by autism. That's why I do what I do and uh, vaccine injured, of course. And I've got, I'd say, 40% of my listening audience probably has something uh, to do with autism. And you were talking about this this uh, mechanism, if you will, and this, infl this inflammatory response which is causing this. What, and I'm not asking for a magic bullet, what do you suggest? I know my son has that inflammatory response from the, the uh, injections that he got. How do I 
get that inflammatory response down. You're talking about the aluminum in the environment, and you're basically saying, you know, once it's in there, it's done. We can't do anything about it. Is that the case with our bodies, with our children's bodies? No, there's a number of natural substances that uh, if they don't remove the aluminum, they can um, greatly neutralize its toxic effect in the brain. Uh, simple things like uh, vitamin E, the natural forms, vitamin E, tocotrienols. And okay, but what he's talking about is not the natural forms. Okay, he's he's that's the one thing where they will not make any... He'll say a natural form is like go to the health food store and buy it, but that's, that's not natural okay um a natural whole food derived form of vitamin e those are not that easy to find um like the only one i have uh, and they used to make one and i don't think they're even making one anymore um let me check that real quick no, they're not even making one anymore they they eliminated they, they i don't know they streamlined their product line like the last uh, they did it over like a year and a half period, and man, they eliminated a lot of really good products. Um, the one I would say, if you're going to do a natural vitamin E and you wanted to just do a dedicated natural vitamin E, I would do Cataplex E from Standard Process because it's a whole food vitamin E. and It's not the mega dose, you know, billion international unit you're going to get at a, at a typical Walmart health food store drugstore but it's actually the form, the way God put it here in a whole food base. Uh, so that's that's one option you have on the vitamin E. Uh, they tend to reduce that inflammatory response. Uh, vitamin C, uh, particularly in combination with vitamin E, uh, is a powerful protectant for the brain. Uh, for an older child, things like... Okay, so vitamin C... Um, the options that you, well, the options I know of, the ones that I know of that work, the C400, by innate, whole food vitamin C, in combination with something like Cataplex E by Standard Process. Uh, now, I'm not saying there's not other whole food ways to do this. There might be some good consumer lines out there. I don't really know. I'm just telling you from my perspective, this is what I would, I would tend to prescribe, you know, from the professional lines that I know about. I've been working with for years. Um, and Nate also has a, a C that is a powdered that is called C-Complete Powder. It's really good for the children, too, because it's super, super good. It tastes super good. And um, it it's in um, a powder form. So you could literally, I mean, this stuff, like if you just put it in water, you don't need anything else in there. It's It's plenty sweet. Okay, and, and it, so it tastes really, really, really super good. It's whole food in a powder form. So that's a way that you could give it to a child as, as well. Now, some of these other ones like Cataplex E, a little bit harder because it's in a tablet form and you can crush it up. You can uh, put it in um, food and things of that nature, but it's not as easy. Now, if they can swallow tablets, obviously it makes things a lot easier. But for the really small children, it can be an issue. And I don't have all the answers to all of those those questions sometimes that's the biggest obstacle you run up against is is how do you get it into their body curcumin, uh, curcumin binds the aluminum and neutralizes its toxic effect uh, okay there's a huge one curcumin okay binds up the aluminum just like I, I imagine it has some type of similar properties as silica so then you have curcumin 
which is a, I believe, like an Ayurvedic type herb. I, I believe it's associated with turmeric. Yeah, I just looked this up. It's like God took me to the exact page I needed to go. I, I'm, I'm re- referencing my MediHerb um, catalog of all of the products. And Cucurmin longa, which is the technical bio- botanical name for its common name, which is turmeric. Okay, which you've seen a lot about turmeric. has a ton of different really, 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 really good um, uh, attributes that are um, highly, highly anti-inflammatory. Uh, very, very, very good for anti-inflammatory, for um, recovery, for injury healing. Um, uh, evidently, really, really good for, it's, it's a very, very good antioxidant. Um, helps get aluminum out of the brain. I have a dedicated turmeric uh, in a liquid uh, from Medierb. It's a very, very strong and um, I know it's like Mike Adams' bestseller, that one that he's got, um, that turmeric that, that uh, he sells. So I know it's a very, very popular supplement. I take it every day in the form of a product that Medier makes called Vitanox, which is like an all-around herbal antioxidant. It's probably one of the best products I've ever taken. And um, I did a lot of damage to my skin um, earlier in life, tanning and stuff. And uh, I'm telling you, it really is is a a, a great product for just uh, it's like an anti-aging thing but it's also super good for your brain it's very very good for um uh inflammation and things of this nature so turmeric is, is another big one to think about um if you're wanting to put a protocol together for this uh, and i've reviewed a paper that found that saffron uh, uh removes aluminum from the brain so uh, you know there's a number of things flavonoid intake, uh, you know, like fruits and vegetables, particularly the vegetables uh, that are high in things like hesperidin and quercetin and curcumin and elagic uh, uh, acid and apigenin and all of these things tend to bind aluminum, neutralize its toxicity. Uh, Allergic that- acid is very, very high in raspberries, okay? But again, if you're going to go that route and you're going to go the food route, which, which is awesome. You want to make sure if you can, you're buying organic because you don't want to get something that already has a ton of pesticides on it and then use that to try to counter the aluminum, you know, that's being sprayed on us. So, I mean, uh, yes, there is, there are washing procedures you can go through, but, but the non-organic a lot of times are also going to have more of a tendency to be GMO and you run into problems with that as well. So those are all things you want to avoid. You want to go more toward the omega-3 fats, which is typically what we tend to be more deficient in. Okay, The two best ones that, that I use are the, are the uh, cod liver oil by uh, standard process, filtered, um, screened, filtered, the whole nine yards, and then the tuna omega-3, which is also has, it's went through all of those inspection filtering procedures. Um, because they're very, very high in DHA and EPA omega-3s, which are highly anti-inflammatory. They're extremely good for the brain. They're extremely good for the cardiovascular system. They're very, very, very highly anti-inflammatory. I see a big difference. If I forget to take that omega-3, that cod liver oil, if I forget to take that for two, three days, three, four days, man, I'll start to feel it in my joints. I really will. I feel a difference. 
um, off that with, with the uh, inflammatory stuff with the joints in particular but it's also very very good for your brain too and obviously and it's very good to combat um and it, you you run along the, the same lines as what we were talking about before with the coconut oil in the brain you know and, and that type of stuff it's it's just uh very important for brain function all of those promote inflammation in the body and the brain so it would make the aluminum toxicity infinitely worse the omega-3 like dha in particular uh, the brain uses a lot of DHA, particularly during its development, and it reduces the excitotoxicity, the inflammation, and helps neutralize that effect as well. So, and that's why I like tuna omega three by standard process because it's the product I have that has the highest amount of DHA um, in in whatever I give out. It it has a very 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 high amount of DHA. Very 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 good for brain cases and for children um, that. You know, if they've got attention deficit disorder. See, also, too, they removed DHA from the formulas for a long time. And a lot of children grew up, they weren't breastfed, they didn't have any formula of DHA. So their brain development was really, really, really messed up because they weren't getting enough DHA. Now, I also have the chewable gummies, the omega-3 chewable gummies I've got, which also has that as well. Um, these are just some things to think about. Again, you could go to a health food store and probably duplicate some of what I'm talking about here. But make sure whatever you're doing is whole food, okay? If you're interested in any of these products, you can contact me um, at my email address, drjohnson, Johnson at the letter I, the letter X, dot netcom, which is N-E-T as in Tom, C-O-M dot com. But my, my email address is on the website and on all the PDFs and stuff. So anyway... Um, I'm just trying to give you some viable options. Some of this you can do um, literally through grocery shopping. Some of it you can do through supplementation. Some of it you can do, you know, whether that be going to a really good health food store or whatever. Okay. So just trying to give you a lot of broad options. Combination, all of these things are very potent weapons against the, the uh, aluminum toxicity. And so what you're saying is if we use these, you get rid of that or you drastically reduce that aluminum toxicity, the inflammation goes down and these kids can start getting better, maybe not recovered, but better? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what we see in a lot of these cases. Once you change their nutrition, uh, they start getting better. And there's just compelling evidence now from the research literature that excitotoxicity is playing a major role in autism and ADHD and a number of these diseases. Well, these supplements I name reduce excitotoxicity. <clears throat> Vitamin B12, folic acid helps reduce it. And when we look at autistic cases, when you start using these supplements in, in the autistic cases, they, they get better. Uh, when you improve uh, the gut flora, uh, the probiotics in the, in the gut, uh, that modulates immunity, so it lowers the immune reaction. Vitamin D. So that's a huge one, gut flora. Okay, that's another thing with, with toxicity pathways, with how nutrients are absorbed in the body for the environment in the in the uh, intestinal tract that competes with candida. You should have a ninety to ten, ninety percent ratio good flora to 10% candida. There's always going to be some candida in the intestinal tract. That's fine, have 10%. But most people, it's reversed. Through the overuse of antibiotics, 
whether that's any box they've taken or whether it's any box in in the um, meats that they're eating because we're typically unless you're eating organic meats you, they're they're loaded with antibiotics which is also getting into the body and killing the gut flora okay which is which is the base one of the main bases of our immune system and how we absorb different vitamins and things of this nature so um, again I like the innate line they have a the flora 2014. Uh, it's what I personally take it for a long time. Just like one a day in the morning on an empty stomach. That's all you need to do. Or before you go to bed, anytime empty stomach. Or um, if you wanted, if you hadn't ever done a protocol, you do the Flora 214, which is only a seven capsules you do for seven days. And it gets in there and it totally repopulates that very, very, very quickly. So it's, in other words, it's getting your body up to speed where it needs to be. Okay, gets that floor right back up. Some people like to do the Flora 5014, which is more than twice as potent as the 2014. Um, you might be able to get away with doing one of those every other day on an empty stomach. It, it's a very, very potent one as well. And then I also have the Children's Probiotic Chewable um, from the Gummy Line that I use. So I got, I have that as well. Um, and those are some those are some options for you uh, as well. But with the with the flora, it's super important to get a really good quality one because a lot of the time, they're not um, especially. I mean, I refrigerate all mine, and I and I advise that the the flora that I'm sending out that people refrigerate now they're actually putting labels on the caps saying please refrigerate. But a lot of these are not refrigerated a lot of the strains aren't viable what you're getting might all be dead by the time you get it you're taking it in your body you're not seeing an effect so you don't think it's having it's garbage but you got to take a really good quality brand in order to get a good effect three is a very important uh, molecule uh, in reducing this uh, the effect of the aluminum as well as anything that activates immune cells and inflammation uh, and a great number of these children are vitamin d3 deficient so uh, taking vitamin D3 during pregnancy and giving it to the child after birth uh, and throughout life, uh, raising it. Okay, so D3, another big one I've talked a ton about. I've done whole studies on it, its effect on the immune system. Um, now, I mean, the best way to get it, uh, as I've said before, is through sunlight. Sunlight hitting the skin, you know, um, during peak hours between 10 and 2, not overexposing, but... That's the best way to get it, but if you're not getting it that way, you want to try to use a whole food form of D3. Cod liver oil is one way to do it as well. Um, the problem with children is getting it in them, the cod liver oil, because a lot of times they're, they're larger capsules. They don't want to swallow them, this and that. Um, I have had two omega-3, standard process, made one, but it didn't taste the greatest. But then the gummy line that I'm using, this organic gummy line, they have one now that, that I just got into the product line. And um, it's a vegan D3 gummy, whole food. Um, it supports bone immune system. It's gluten-free, and it's a plant-sourced vitamin D. Okay, and I believe every other... Uh, product here and it's only one per day one gummy per day and they're going to get a thousand international units it's just one gummy a day so that that for a child that's a pretty good dose even even adults can take it they adults would be two gummies and the children one so it's in a whole food base and um it's non-gmo so that's another option okay that we've got 
And so, yeah, the D3, hugely important for immune system, and then also all of the other effects that it has on the body. Vitamin D3 level does a, a tremendous amount to uh, reduce that uh, immunocytotoxic reaction. Yeah. Okay, so that's all we have for that part. And um, also, I put in here a sample of a chemtrail prayer. Okay, and I don't mean you have to pray this rote prayer, like, okay, over, and, but I'm, I'm telling you, these are like the, the, the spiritual uh, things that you might want to emphasize. I probably mentioned some things today that wasn't even in the prayer. Um, and I basically say, get on your knees, come against this evil in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, his angelic host, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and the blood of Jesus Christ. Pray that God would sweep all the chemtrail poisons out of the air, and, you know, the water, the the people that they're in the animals the the ground everything um and that these planes would not even be able to get be able to function to get off the ground to spray this poison over your airspace or any surrounding airspaces pray the fear of god would fall upon the pilots the crews and their ground crews and that they would come face to face with the blood of jesus christ the power of the holy spirit his holy angelic host and the sword of the spirit and that if it be possible the lord would save their souls uh, if you do this in conjunction with fasting, it essentially supercharges this um, this prayer. So, that's all I have for this part. I am totally out of time, and I will end this part, and we'll see you in part, I believe, four. God bless you.